The Courageous Coaching Podcast is hosted by Sophia Antoine, a certified life coach supporting women in their efforts to improve their self-esteem. Today, we're talking about life, relationships, and everything in between. Take it away, Sophia. Welcome to another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. My name is Sophia Antoine, and I am a certified life and relationship coach. With us today, we have the wonderful, the magnificent, the splendiferous Keisha (laughs) Bowling. She is a domestic violence survivor, as well as an advocate. She is a radio and television show host. You can find her at Keisha and Company. She's also an author. But more than anything, I think what spoke to me about her is her passion for empowerment. So Keisha, I could talk about this all day, but it's better if you introduce yourself so our listeners can know who you are truly. Absolutely, Sophia. And thank you. I just want to say thank you so much just for allowing me the opportunity to be here on the Courageous Coaching Podcast. It's definitely an honor to be here. So thank you so much for that. It's my pleasure to have you. Listen, when I I saw you reach out, oh, I got like all fangirly. So thank you. I loved it. I was like, yes, I got to talk to her. I was, you know, when you're on social media and you connect with people, it's still almost like, you know, like, are they really real? Like, because right. you just don't, you just don't know. But I was so excited. I was so glad that I joined the group where you were in. And I was like, oh, I got, and I immediately went on and downloaded podcasts to listen to. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm honored. Like I said, I'm, I'm all, I got all fangirly. I started sweating. I was like, is she really? But thank you. (laughs) Oh gosh. I'm so excited (laughs) telling you. I'm so excited. But um, like um, Sophia said, can I call you Sophia? Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Like Sophia said, I am a domestic violence survivor. I have turned my tragedies, which I lived that life for almost 10 years. I turned that into an uplifting story, even though the the details of how I lived for almost 10 years of my life was very gory, um, very, very horrible lifestyle at that time, anytime, actually. I've turned that into something that is able to help people that are going through the same thing I went through or have went through it and still are in that rut of being stuck. And where do I go from here? I'm also an author, advocate, and um, radio and television hopes of Keisha and company. I'm so excited. Um, I've, I've, my story has been on CBN. You can still find that there. The Word Network, TBN, Erica Campbell, Michael Bazden, and more different podcasts, different magazines. So I am so excited to add Courageous Coaching to my repertoire. It's going to be my resume. I'm going to put it everywhere. But, um, and the reason why I reached out to you, I saw the first thing I saw was Courageous. And Mm. I loved that. And I said, hmm, Courageous Coaching. So I didn't know at the time if this was something that you took up, you know, if you started what you started to do. So I had to listen. And then I saw how, you know, you were coaching women. From being that timid woman to mm. and standing up and being bold and being courageous and having the courage. And I was like, wow, I have to connect with her because that's what I'm doing through my story. That is what I do. Yes, it is. It is. And I think 
um, just the word attracts women, whether you are right now or not. Yes, right. You're in a present state of courage or not. It's in you. Absolutely. Because God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Right, right. So I, I, I feel that anybody who is attracted to it they're meant to be and they shouldn't second guess it. So I, I so appreciate appreciate you reaching out. It it really touched my heart. Not I mean just anyone who does. Not that one of us are better than the other. Right. But it's just any woman or even any men, because I think men think that they're not allowed to or they're not welcome. And that is so not the case because I want my platform to be one of understanding. Yes. And without understanding, we'll never be able to get along. And sometimes I feel the powers that be don't want us to get along so there can be this strife and this contention. But I'm taking up too much of your time because, like I said, this is your time to I want my listeners to be attracted to you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I'm loving it. Like I'm over (laughs) here with my mouth wide open like, yes, yes, yes. And Mm -hmm. you you hit a key point right there. With me advocating and talking to people, we always want to immediately go to the woman, you know, Mm. so we always want to go to the woman. Mm -hmm. But this journey, I have met men who have been physically and mentally abused as well. And I remember one of them telling me, awesome man of God, and I I, I want you to connect with this guy. He's doing some amazing things in Maryland. I'll send your information to him, his information to you. But He said to me, he said, you know, when I first came out, I told my story in a church and he said he could hear other men laughing at him. Oh, no. Right. You know, and so it's really disheartening because men don't want to tell because they feel like someone will make fun of them or, oh, you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be this big, strong man. It's not always about strength as in physical. Right. You know, when I came out of those abusive relationships, I was beat down, no self-esteem. I would not look in the mirror. I would not hold my head up. I would not look people in the eye. And I'm like, you know what? We have to change that. You know, whatever we have to do, it has to be people that go out here and say, you know what? I want to stand up for these people. I want that person who can't talk, who doesn't want to talk, who doesn't want to tell her story. I want to be her voice. Yes. So that's what I've did now, you know, and I've met so many people who've said, wow, thank you. My inbox, I kid you not, is flooded. Mm. I, I mean, just the things that I hear and the stories, I'm just like, wow. I'm sure. You know, and people have died, Sophia, from much less than what I've went through. Much, much, much less. And I'm like, God, there's a reason and there's a purpose. I dare not waste what you put me on this earth to do. You better not. Right? We, I mean, he has given each of us these gifts. And I said, okay, God, wherever you want me to go, whoever you want me to talk to, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. And when I started telling my story, I didn't know what to really do, Sophia. I'm going to take you guys back just a little bit. I'll digress just a little bit. Um, I started telling my story, and I didn't know what to do. So he said, just t- start telling it. So I started on the biggest platform that I knew at the moment, and that was Facebook. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even a year ago. It's it will be a year in uh, maybe July or somewhere around there. Okay. As soon as I started telling my story, television companies, t- television networks started contacting me, and I'm like, how do they even know? You know. <laughs> so I'm just like, God, you are amazing. Yes, yes. Amazing, amazing. I mean, I'm telling you, ten almost ten years, three different abusive relationships, and people always say three. Why didn't you leave the first time? I think people don't really get 
that you're in such a dark place. They don't. You, you know what I mean? You're such they a don't. dark place. So you, so you came across that too? Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. And I've been in one, three, maybe three as well. I, I really have to recognize wow. three as well because it's like the first time I was really, really young and dumb. Right, right. And then you get out of it, but something is ingrained in you. Something goes into your DNA and it sort of makes you believe you deserve it. Yes. Because if I didn't deserve it, why did it happen to me? Right, right, right. And then the, and then as you go on, you begin to attract that. Absolutely. More. Because I, mm -hmm. I got one and I was like, why did I get in another abusive relationship? Right. I mean, I started attracting, attracting that thing. You know, like I said, I looked at myself like I was worthless. Mm -hmm. I was not walking in my God, God ordained path. I, w I didn't know who I was and I certainly didn't know whose I was, even though I grew up in the church, you right. know, I, I went off and I had no idea, no idea until I was faced with the situation, each abusive relationship. And I'm sure, you know, it got worse. Yes. And it got worse as it went on. And I said, the third one, I said, you know what, if I don't get out of this, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. My kids are going to come home. I'm going to be dead. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I was living in Atlanta at the time mm -hmm. and I did not know they were baby, you know, you know, little ones. So I was so terrified and I started immediately. I said, God, I need you to heal me. I need you to deliver me from this God. I need you to show me who I am, God. And of course that didn't take place during that time where I was tr trying to leave because it was a lot he had to get out of me, prune from me and, and, and clean me up and wash yeah. me. But at the time he was, helping me I had to prepare to leave and I tell victims all the time people say oh just leave you cannot you cannot <laughs> Sophia they tell them just pack your clothes and leave. no it is factual that the most crucial time in a domestic abusive relationship is when the person wants to leave mm -hmm. because the person is going to look like oh hold on you're leaving me right that you got to stop. We have to stop telling them, pack your bags, pack your baby up and just leave. We they have to be careful. It has, it has to be so strategic. I was about to say that. It yeah. has a strategic plan put mm -hmm. in place. And you, when, if, when you're squirreling away your little money, you have to take it in very small increments. Yes. It won't be noticed. Yes. Listen, I'm listen, telling I'm telling you, these are tips. And, yes. and people be like, you're giving them tips absolutely absolutely if you want to survive you have to know how to do it yep you I have to one piece of clothes go missing at a time Listen. Mm -hmm. yes that's how i left the last one i had to take out bit by bit and mm -hmm. i still when we left we didn't have shoes on our feet nothing you mm -hmm. have to make a copy of your key because mm -hmm. if it was anything like mine he would take my keys at nighttime so i could not go anywhere wow you know so I'm just like, okay, God, you know what? We got, we got to do something. You did not save me out of this for me to be quiet, to sit on my story and to not help somebody else. Exactly. And I think that's what we, we miss as people, as human beings. And we just hoard information oh, and we uh, hoard yeah. things, not wanting to tell other people that, okay, wh whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, right. tell somebody because you don't know what other people are going through. Absolutely. And even if it doesn't affect that person that you're speaking with, directly, remember it because they're going to come across someone else that can use that information. Exactly. 
I am a total believer that, you know, the people that I run into, the people that are placed in my path, they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. I may know today or tomorrow, but they know some, they may know somebody who needs to talk to me. I may know, need to, you know, talk, know someone that needs to talk, uh, that I'll talk to. I mean, it's just all, I'm telling you, it's all something that really works out for everybody. Yes, it does. We have something inside of us and we are not to be selfish and not help someone. Exactly. But, you know, when he told me to start telling my story, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. Cause you know, at the time I'm like, you know, I'm done. I'm, you know, I knew I was healed from the abusive part of it. But when I started telling it, you know, I did not realize how much of the story I had forgotten. Mm. It was so much. And, Thoughts just started flooding my mind when CBN, CBN actually came to my hometown to tape my life story. And it is on my website on um, Mm -hmm. www.freeandfearless.net. You can go there and click on the CBN tab and see my story that aired. But when they came here, Sophia, everything was, oh gosh, it was amazing. We had a great time until the scene where he was about to kill me. Oh, wow. I said, because my daughter, my daughter is 19. She played me at 19. Mm. Uh, At 19, I was pregnant with her and her dad, her dad was abusing me. So here she is 19 playing me being abused. Mm. Amazing job she did. And I'm sitting in the room and my world, and I'm getting emotional, not because, oh my God, why did that happen? But because God, thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm sitting in the room, the room I'm sitting in right now. Wow. And they were doing the scene and my life just stopped. I, it, it seemed like the actor stopped. It seemed like everything stopped. And I immediately went back to that house and into that moment where he said, today I'm going to kill you. And then I'm going to kill myself. Oh, the whole day had been so just amazing. We're just having so much fun until that one scene. I'm sure. Oh my goodness. But it's like an out of body experience because oh, you're watching your daughter who I'm sure looks like you. Exactly like me. Yes. yes. And then you're seeing, oh my gosh. Yes. It it was I said, God, you know, how many more are going through this? How many more are going through this where they're scared to get up and leave their house at night? You know, mm. scared to look at someone in the eye to talk to them. How many more people are going through this? I mean, statistically, they say that 20 people per minute, men or women, wow. man, woman, or child, domestic violence affects everybody and it t- can touch anybody. Absolutely. 20 people, Sophia, per minute are physically abused by a partner. That's more than 10 million a year. That's crazy. And I believe it. One in oh, three. Absolutely. Yeah, one in three women. And then look at this. One in four men have been victims. The men just don't tell. Right. Right. For that same reason you said that, that he that gentleman told his story and they laughed at him. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's the same thing with rape. When a man feels as though he's been raped or he has been raped. I'm sorry. Wow. But he's not going to tell either. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. how can a man be raped? Well, My- you know what? He didn't want to do it. 
yeah, who's going to believe me? I'm a man. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it was just amazing to me when I finally started telling my story. And I said, you know what? I want to look, I want to look at the statistics. And I remember reading the statistic where they said it was 20,000 phone calls that would be placed to the domestic violence hotline every single day, 20,000 every day. Imagine how many don't call. Right. Because I'd never called. Yeah. And neither did I. Never. Wow. So did you kind of just stay in it as well? I stayed until I couldn't take it anymore. And I, I was fed up. Wow. And he went to hit me. I was in the closet taking out clothes to do something. I think laundry or something. He went to hit me. And that final day, I was like, you know, I'm not taking this today. I just really don't feel like it. Right, 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 right. We fought. If it's reminiscent of the scene in um, the limo with Ike and Tina. Where oh, Tina, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, that um, girl, I'm telling you, I didn't know where the strength came from. It had it, it was nobody but God. Yeah. Because, yeah. Listen, I gave well, that man a run for his money in that closet. And he actually called the police on me. See, and I think you said the key word. You were tired of it. I'm not mm-hmm. taking any more. So when you decided this is not happening. You are not going to lay a hand on me anymore. You, that, co- that, that courage inside of you, that courageous Sophia just rose up and said, no, yeah. enough. But did you see then how they cowered it? They, they began exactly. to get, they began to coward away from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And wow. It was like, it, it was a whole new person. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Where has this person been all the time? Because the person that was attacking me was more um like a lion yes you're like a cub right right yeah as you're saying that you said he was like a lion now you know it's almost like they tower over us you know i really i always see the the vision of um now of course i'm talking about a man because i'm a woman but again we every you know men we we do understand and say that you know men get abused too but i always see a vision of me or or lady very, very small laying in the corner and this man towering over her. Yes. You know, the, you know, I want people to know that the, and I know you know this as well, that, and, and can attest to it, the, um, what, the number one tactic almost, almost always, first of all, is isolation. I have to get you away from people you trust, get you away from people you love. I have to get this person totally dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my God. And then what do they do? The manipulation starts. Mm-hmm. Nobody don't love you. If they and, love you, they'll oh, come see about you. Exactly. And yes. Start feeding you negativity. And we start to believe it. You start mm-hmm. to who you are is this person that they're telling you. You mm-hmm. really start to believe it. So when you're on a path to being healed, it's a journey. Yes. It is such a journey. And so a lot of people will not admit this, but even when you're long delivered and healed, you still think back to that stuff sometimes. Absolutely. Sophia, you still have to affirm yourself. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am courageous. I'm not talking about just from domestic violence, but just from life and how it will put you down, period. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, I have an app on my phone and any, any client that I get, I tell them, get an app. I don't care. You don't have to use the one I use, but even if it's just an alarm, 
or, you know, something. But every day you make sure you have something to remind you to affirm mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have an app on my phone. I have, and anytime I come across a part in my life that I'm not really sure about, I go add an affirmation to that to make sure I tell myself that so I can rewrite the code that has been forced into me. Mm, yes, yes. So and it's so funny that you say that. So thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, and that's and it's funny you said that. So, but so thank you for confirmation because a couple of weeks ago I said, Keisha, put you an app on your phone mm-hmm. where every day you can look down and get you some kind of inspiration. You know, because of course we pray, we read, but you know it's no it's it's no secret. Life gets so busy sometimes. You get home, and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't do this, I didn't yes. do that. And yes. I said to myself not long ago, get you an app on your phone. And so you saying that totally just made me remember that. And so I appreciate that word of confirmation. So I know that that's something that's going to, that's going to help me. Absolutely. It it sure will. When I tell you, because sometimes, like you said, we get home and we are just pooped from everything we've done all day. Absolutely. You don't, you don't have time to, to maybe read all the chapters in the Bible that you said you're going to sit down and read today. Sometimes you just need that one affirmation. Yeah. You get you some rest and you start again and vow to do better another day. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I love it. I mean, even at work on my computer, I have post-it notes, you know, that every time I look up, I'm able to read this and I'm able to look at that. It just, it just gives you a boost about your day, period. Absolutely. You know, and it reminds you that, hold on, everything may not be going right. Everything may not be going the way you want it to be, but it is going to be okay. That's how I was in the, the relationships I used to be in after the abusive relationships. I really had to coach myself, of course, God, but I had to continuously tell myself, no, you mm. are not going to settle for less ever again. Right. Right. And you have to do that. And uh, yes. it has to be a conscious effort. Yes. Right. And so, so those affirmations, they help me. You know, getting a scripture every morning helped me. Being able to have, a, you know what else is important, um, Sophia? An accountability partner. Yes, 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 yes. That yes. is important. If, even, if you came out of abusive relationships, if you came out of addiction, if you came, anything that you came out of, because we all have came out of something. Mm-hmm. An accountability partner that you trust is so important. Not someone who's always just going to dump on you, mm-hmm. but you're able to talk to, confide in, and trust. And say, you know what? I just, I need you to pray for me today. Right. You know, and you know, you don't necessarily have to tell them everything. Or if they see you slipping, they're going to say, hold on, let me call you. What's going on? Haven't heard mm-hmm. from you. This, haven't seen you do that. That's important to have. Right. And you know what? And it's, be careful in choosing those accountabilities. Sometimes people just want to be in your business. Yes. You to pray for discernment when you're dealing with people and be careful who you call friends. That's right. Some people are just meant to be associates and yeah. some people are, are just meant to come in and out of your life. They're here for a reason or a season. Yeah. And you have yeah. to know the difference. Absolutely. It's so important to pray about the people that come into your life. Yes. 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 So important because I'm telling you, and we all know it. One thing, one thing could turn your life upside down. Mm-hmm. 
And it's so important to watch those people. I tell my, my friends all the time, you don't have to be intimate with everybody. Right. You don't have to go out to eat with everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to invite everybody to your house. You can be associates and not do, have to do those things. Right. So, you know, when you're talking to people that's came out of like abusive relationships and things of that nature, it's hard for them to trust again. Yes. You know, it's hard for them to let someone in. So I always tell, you know, uh, people that has been in those situations, it's so important to start aligning yourself, yourself back up first. Mm-hmm. You have to first work within yourself before you let anybody else in. Before you let anybody else in, you have to make sure that you're working within yourself because it's so easy to let people again that's back in that's going to use you, abuse you, take advantage of you. If you don't know your worth, it's going to keep happening over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people, um, I have clients that I've had in, because I have a self-discovery program and I have um, a self-love program and I've had them in there you know, a couple times, and, and I asked, why do you keep ending up here? Wow. Because once you discover who you are, why do you let yes talk you out of that? But, and, and, and I'm, the response is, but he said, uh, but then you didn't learn anything. I mean, I appreciate the, the money you guys are paying. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right. But my job as a coach is to work myself out of a job. Exactly. Right. I don't want to continuously coach you. I don't want to keep seeing you. Right. 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 You don't want to keep taking their money. I mean, that's the same thing. Yeah. Right. And see, you just said something so keen right there. You just said, when you find out who you are, why do you keep doing it? Yes. You know, you know when you were a child, you spoke as a job. Mm-hmm. But when you grew up, you put away those things. Those things, Yes. When you find out, when I, I can only speak for me. So when I found out who I was, mm-hmm. courageous was not even the word. I was on fire, Sophia. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I wouldn't go back and change anything that's happened in my life because right. it's brought me to this point where I am. I am. I'm able to help people. I'm able to go out and tell my story. And I love working with people. Mm-hmm. I just love people. I love it. I love it. I love working with people. But when you find out who you are, mm. when you find out whose you are, yes. the one thing that you can do that's so important is to keep searching, yep. to keep digging, to mm. keep reading the word, to keep praying for revelation. Mm. To, we can't stop here because this ain't is deep. Right. Even after the abusive relationships, and I prayed that God showed me me, I was mm. amazed. That prayer. Oh my goodness. Prayer. I was amazed. Yep. So you, you did you pray that prayer as well? It was similar. Oh goodness. It was similar. It was it was Lord, show me what you meant for me. Wow. Yeah. And it was like all of this? Yes. This is what I have been holding myself back from because I wanted something that was in the physical. Uh-huh. In the that that wasn't even no good for me. I was because, needless to say, I was warned. Yeah, yeah. Before getting into any of these relationships, I was warned, and oh. it was like I I disregarded the warning, and I wanted to go my own way. So I was like, 
this is what you had for me. Had I stayed on the path you set for me, I could have been had all this. I didn't have to go through all these detours. Right, 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 right. Let me get right right now. Exactly. <laughs> that's how, that's how you get in line. Like, that's how you feel. You like, because mm-hmm. once, once we realize, see, because we think that God is withholding that stuff from us. No. We did saying, it to ourselves. Yeah, and, exactly. And he's saying, get get back in line. And I mm-hmm. still for you, but I need you to get in line. I need you to listen to what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Listen to what I'm saying and do it. And he's sitting there. I imagine him uh, so many times just sitting there looking at me saying, Keisha, really? Right. Keisha, I'm telling you what to do. I'm literally, I'm guiding you. I'm telling you to go right and you're going left. Yep. But you know, the one thing I'm so glad Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that all things, even the mistakes. Yes, they work together. Girl, even the stuff, the mistakes that we make, Mm. they still work for our good. Yes, yes. And then the thing is with me, I can tell you when my children do something or they say something or they've done something and, and me and their father have warned them about it. And we just sit there. You know, the times you got to look at your children and sit there and just shake your head. Because you don't know what else to say. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you be like, I just sit there and be like, I wonder if this is what the Lord be sitting here doing when I just cut the fool. Absolutely. <laughs> don't he hold his head. You know, he is. He's saying, my child, my daughter, she's going to get it right someday. Yeah. I, I know she is. I know she's going to get it right. Yeah. But I'm so glad that we serve some a God who is merciful. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. And and gives us chance after chance. Now that's not permission. That we don't deserve, right? <laughs> not permission to sin. Right. Oh, yeah, chance yeah. after mm-hmm. chance, and we don't like you said. We don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's only as, because he is good, because we are nowhere near. That's right. Mm-hmm. As unfaithful as we've been to him. Yep. We repent. We keep moving, mm-hmm. and he says, Keisha, I remember. A um, couple of years ago, and I was just praying because, you know, after the abusive relationships, I seem to not really get in any relationship, you know, very cautious and just saying, okay, God, I'm gonna wait for you. Right. And he spoke a word to me and later confirmed it through his prophet. He says, you will never have to deal with this again. He said, the man that I have for you will not mess over you mm. in ways ever again. Do you understand how that puts so much fire under me? And I'm sitting there, it kind of... It put fire me in a good and bad way because after that, I was microscoping every man that came to my mind. <laughs> I said, oh, I got to stop. You know, I could have I I really messed up some great relationships because I was like, nope, I don't like that. Uh-uh, nope. We really have to have the relationship. It, it, we got to continue with that relationship because it really is. We can mess that thing up. Yes. Yes. And we thinking we doing right and we doing all kind of wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We think we doing wrong, but we're really doing right because we think we're doing wrong because we don't see any manifestation in our life. But God is saying, just keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. You are almost there, but we think we're doing wrong. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. So when you finally got out. Yes. What, what was the first thing you did? What was the, what did you do for yourself? The first thing I did for myself. Well, you know, when I did get out, I had to actually flee from another city. Mm-hmm. Came home 
the first thing I did for myself was to start feeding myself positive affirmations mm -hmm. because I was so full of negativity and I was so full of you're nothing. You'll never be nothing. Nobody wants you this, that I had to start feeding myself, feeding myself. You know, I had to start feeding that, which will grow and that, you know, the positiveness. Yes. yes. I remember coming home and, you know, I had to stay with family because I had nowhere to go. He had taken all my money, taken everything. And we came home. My dad actually had to wire me money to come home. Mm. I felt like, wow, I'm just going home. I'm starting all over. I never, ever felt like a failure. Good. I you know, never felt that way. I said, you know what, God? I got to start over. Yes, I got to start over. And this time I'm making it count. And I started to feed myself. I started to read the scriptures daily. And when I said daily, you know, in the beginning, you're, you're, you're really hungry. Yes. And so when I started feeding myself, I kept wanting more and more and more. And before I know it, I felt myself, you know, uh, believing what God said about me, mm. what all these men had said about me. Hmm. You know, I started believing that I was the head and not the tail. Absolutely. You know, I started believing I was above and not beneath. Yes. I started believing I was beautiful and that God called me his beloved daughter and mm. that he loved me and that he had people, not just a man, but right. people who would not take advantage of me. Awesome. And so, you know, once you start feeding yourself, then you start to go a little deeper. You really start to say, okay, who is this person that's looking back in the mirror at me? Because I lost myself. Right. I, I didn't know who I was. Yeah, as we do. I lost myself. And I said, God, I need you to reintroduce me to this person. I was looking back at me. Sophia, I can remember looking in the mirror and making myself look at, look at my reflection. Yeah. Because I didn't know who I was anymore. And I remember I looked at my reflection so long, it scared me. Wow. Because the longer I stared, the more I saw me. Mm. The more I saw this fragile person who was now sitting there, who had let control from men take over her life. I was frail. You know, by this time, I had had so many numerous broken bones, black eyes, scars, bruises. I mean, uh, all of this stuff. And I still have some of the scars that are visible visible they're still visible here and i i literally looked at myself so long that it scared me because i started to really see what had happened and what i allowed myself to become goodness and i said god i need you to change this i told him i said i need you to perform open heart surgery mm -hmm. my mind needs to be changed lord anything that's not like you i need you to take it out god i need you to heal me completely from the inside god mm -hmm. and then i you know i had i started going back to church and and you know um people say oh you don't have to go to church you know, I, I, again, I say for me, I, you know, we always say that we can only speak for ourselves. Right. Absolutely. You know, you know and, but that's what worked for me, getting myself back together, praying, reading the scripture, actually communing with God. I had to have time where I would actually sit down and really just pray. My life had been so hectic that I didn't even know how to do that. I didn't know how to just be at peace. Mm. Wow. And, and you know what's so funny? When we are in these relationships, when we come out, 
Oh my gosh, the stuff that we bring with us that we don't even know about. Mm, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'll, yeah. you'll be sitting there and somebody said, do you know you do this? And you're like, no, I don't. And then oh. you realize, whoa, I do do that. You don't even know because mm -hmm. you have built up something in those relationships. And now that you out, oh, hold on. Nobody's going to hurt me ever again. Yeah. So no, you're exactly. No, you're not going to do that. No, you're not going to talk to me like that. So we don't even know because it's mm -hmm. became normal. Mm -hmm. So we have to allow God. I had to allow God to completely strip me and it was hurtful. Yes. I cried. It was painful. Growth is painful. I don't care what anybody says. It is painful to grow. Yes, it is. It is painful to sit there and face the one person you should not be afraid to talk to. And that's yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. It's painful. It's hurtful. And the journey was long. It was a long journey. Yeah, This isn't one of those quick fix things. Gosh, it's not. It, it can't be. And mm. the more you try to rush the process, the more setbacks you'll have. Absolutely. You know, it's like people with addiction. I tell people all the time. I tell um, survivors. I tell victims. You have to stop telling these people to leave, leave, leave right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and someone who's addicted to drugs, someone who is an alcoholic, they're not going to stop until they're ready. Right. Statistically, the last time I looked, an, uh, a, a, a victim of, of domestic abuse will go back to her um, her partner 12 times before leaving. And I believe it. Wow. That was the last time I looked. 12 times. Hmm. She or he will go back 12 times. That's a lot. So I, I did it. I remember packing my clothes up and going back. Hmm. And I'm telling you, until that person, like you said, that scene, that yeah. scene from what's love got to do with it, Tina mm -hmm. was tired. Yes, honey. Tina said, I'm not getting beat no, no. more. And the strongest, oh my, it was so many great points of that movie, but the strongest I seen her was when she got out that limousine. Yes. Bleeding. And she was all disheveled and everything. But Listen. As much as she could and walked Listen. Sophia, that was courageous. We getting yes. her. She coming on your show. She need to talk about that part right there. All that strength that she showed after that and throughout the movie, when she got off that car, mm -hmm. bleeding, clothes all tore up, she walked with her head up because she said, hold up. Mm -hmm. I don't have to take this. I believe at that very moment, that's when Tina Turner was born. Right, exactly. That oh, is when she was born. Yes. You Yes. To you, I'm going to look at this movie tonight. <laughs> Got to find it. I'm going to look at it tonight. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. that, oh my! And that's and that's exactly how I imagine. That's how I imagined it when it, I was going through it. I just knew because there was fists flying everywhere. And when it was over, and I walked out that closet. Yes. He was called. He was like, "I'm gonna call the post." Okay, go ahead. I'll oh, sit right here, oh, <laughs> proper, with my legs crossed. I'll open the door when they come, and I'll tell them what happened. How dare you want to call the police after you have beat me for how long? Exactly. But I remember I said that too, didn't he? He was gonna call the police. Mm -hmm. I. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But so after that, look, I am not the interviewer here, <laughs> but 
But I need to, I need to know. After you got out of that closet, what happened? Oh, he called them. The police came and they were going to take me to jail. And then he said, oh, no, no. Oh, the policeman actually um, was a high school friend. And he was like, you know, call your mom to get your kids because, um, you know, they can't stay here. And um, I was in the midst of calling my mom. And when I was when I was about to dial that last number, he was like, no, no, I don't want to press any charges. Don't take her. He's like, well, we have to take somebody because it's a domestic violence situation. And then he said, Sophia, what do you want to do? The police officer did. I said, um, I'm fine. I'll leave for the night because I was actually going to catch a flight out because I had, um, me and some friends were getting together in Atlanta the following day. Right. And I said, I'll leave. You know, I took my children to my mom's. I left and he stayed there. Wow. So, mm-hmm. And then when the whole while I was away, oh, I love you. I miss you, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, you got a funny way of showing it. And when I got back in town a week later, I packed up the whole house while he was gone and I left. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is what happens. I Listen, I'm so glad you got out of that. And me too, because somebody was going to die and it wasn't going to be me. I made up my mind that day. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being, I'm sorry. Exactly. And and you know, it's funny. You say, right. And see, it's funny you say that because see, at that time you, you had built up the courage to say, I'm done. Something about to happen and it's going to be some, it's going to happen to you. But right. see, for me, somebody was going to die, but that was because now I, I believe at one time it was going to be me. I thought about that many times, mm-hmm. but I remember sitting there when he had passed out, one of them had passed out in the bed and I said, I'm going to kill him tonight. Oh, wow. I said, I'm going to kill him tonight. I'm sad. I'm, t- I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm not going to take it anymore. And I sat in that doorway and I contemplated how I was going to kill him and how I was going to get away with it. Mm. One of my babies cried um, and just brought me back. Brought, brought back. me back. You know what? Brought me back. And oh, no, no, you can't do these babies. Exactly. Those babies. And I got them, Sophia. Um, we didn't have clothes on our back or anything. We, you know, cause you know, you, at that point, you just, you just want to get out. Yeah. We tiptoed, got in my car and I went to my friend's house, but I'm telling you that night, somebody was going to die and it was not going to be me. I, know. I don't know where I've been today. I, I don't know. Baby cried. Well, so exactly. Good. Thank God for that. Because you are here, right here, right now today. Oh, I'm loving this conversation. I know. If if it doesn't seem, I don't know if you're not getting anything. I don't know what you're listening to because it may seem like we're just talking. I feel like this is my sister and, you know, from another, (laughs) but please get something from it because we're telling you, this is how it is when you have been abused and you just can't take it anymore. So if you're in that situation, pick up what we're putting down. Right, right, right. Because it's not in so many words, but just pick it up. And you may have to listen two or three times. Yes, yes. But just, I'm telling you, pick up what we're putting down because you never know who's listening to what you're listening to. So just be careful. You so have but let me be- ask you, because... When did you decide to become the author? What tell me about your books because we have have yet to touch on that. Oh my gosh, absolutely. See, listen, then you're gonna have to come on my radio show and then sure. I'm gonna have to have my television show. This is it. We done deal. We gotta have more talk. Because the way you're doing the podcast is how I 
do my natural talking. Yes, we that's have to learn. And that's what people love. I love it. And I know someone out there is getting something. Mm -hmm. from, and you can read a piece of my story. So as I was telling my story, just like I said, using a platform I always use, you know, Facebook. And then um, for months straight, all of a sudden I had news and TVs at my house. Like I said, TV, I mean, all the time. Mm. And someone reached out to me and said, hey, I'm doing a collaboration. would love for you to take advantage of it. And no, I reached out to her actually. And I actually um, took part in that book called Wounds to Wisdom. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And from there, two other collaborations have been born. Okay. Um, Walking in My Identity and There's a Jewel in You. So all three of those books are out and on my website as well. Okay. I, I, I did stop the collaborations this year because I want to finish my book. I want to finish my book and get that out there. But I actually am, I'm doing a, I'm doing my own book, but I'm also doing a collaboration that I'm compiling with um, 11 authors who are also telling their story, but it doesn't stop at just domestic violence. We, we talk about addiction, all of the, and I have men in the book. I'm so excited about men who are, oh my goodness. They are like, yes, we want to tell our story. Good, good, good. So that book is called um, um, Relentless Pursuit. I'm okay. so excited. Oh, God, they were relentlessly pursuing a better way, a better life. They were relentlessly pursuing God. So, it, you know, it's a spiritual journey within their self. Mm -hmm. So I, wrote, I, I did the one collaboration and it just took off. Now we have, I have three books and, and, and ready to get these two out of the way for this year as well. Okay, well, I'm going to keep a lookout for the next one because I want to be a part. Yes, so. you can come on this one. Oh, okay. Listen, oh, I'll, send, no, I'll send you the information so you can yes, look it up. We please. just started last week. Absolutely. Sure. Please and thank you. I sure will. <laughs> okay. I love it. Okay. So tell me about, you said you're an, you're an advocate. How do, do you do it in just your community? I know you have your shows, your radio and television. What, what do you do um, advocacy wise? Tell, tell me about that. Absolutely. So, of course, I do go out and, and I speak. I do speaking engagements, you know, lending my voice, of course, and telling my story there. But, um, of course, it's, I'm here within my city and in my community where I am. I work with, the, you know, the WYCA. There, there's, there's a terrific group of women there that run this shelter for um, domestic violence survivors and victims as well. So I work, you know, um, talk with them quite often. But right now, my organization, and it's called I Bleed Purple, I am, Ooh. I'm so excited about that. I'm waiting. Um, so I've cleared out my whole garage because wow. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for a shipment of nothing but products. I'm talking about feminine products, toiletries, diapers, baby food, books. I mean, all kinds of stuff, toothpaste. Uh, toothbrushes so what i want to do is is you know when these and i'm with my every the people in the community will have my name as well as like my website will have everything there too so if they ever need supplies because you know when you leave you really sometimes leave with nothing nothing so i want to do blessing boxes you know where they will have, if they have children let's say they have children have diapers in there it'll have enough stuff in there to get them through a week and if they need more come and get it mm, nice so, really excited about doing that and I really see a center in my future I'm so excited I'm it just at this moment I'm really just praying and allowing God to lead me to wherever he wants me to go 
into whatever he wants me to do. But I'm constant. My friends, when they're with me, they're like, Keisha, please, can you just stop? Like, I cannot not stop. If I see someone who I think needs to be talked to or who is just conversation, you know, because sometimes you just want to talk to someone. You just want to, you just want someone sometimes just to acknowledge that you're even on this earth. Listen, you just want somebody to make eye contact. That's it. And smile. Okay. Yes. Yes. So they tell me all the time, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to ride with you. Are you stopped <laughs> at every corner? And they look, they still get in the car. <laughs> they still talk to the of people. Course. You know, so I love working within my own city, but I do want to branch out and help as far as I can. So I'm working on something there and just networking. Networking helps you to do that. It does. It does. That's amazing. I'm people want you to turn it off, but you, you can't, it's a part of you. It's ingrained in you at this point. Absolutely. And I'm blessed to say my husband, he is so supportive. It's like, whatever I want to do or whatever I, if I want new equipment or if I want anything that, that I want to do, he's always like, go for it. Go for it. Right. 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 That's amazing that you have that support. Exactly. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, you know, it's going to cost money. He's like, I don't care about the money. I want you to be happy in your purpose. Absolutely. That's so amazing. I'm so glad that God provided you with a man like that after all you went through. Yes. I'm not saying he don't get on my nerves now. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. For y'all ladies out there, I'm not saying (laughs) He just doesn't put his hands on me. He doesn't speak to me any kind of way. We have our normal everyday marriage struggles. Yes. So please don't be disillusioned when I tell you. But I cannot have, I could not have found a more supportive Amen. man. That's amazing. That's nobody but Jesus because honey. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and just, just to backtrack out, and I'm, I'm so sorry, but it's like my father, I'm, I'm a real big daddy's girl. Right. Real big daddy's girl. My dad laughed at him when he asked to marry me. He's like, you want her? Did he? <laughs> oh, yes. Listen, when I tell you I am a daddy's girl, I, when you look in the dictionary beside daddy's girl, there's my picture. Oh, gosh. Amazing. So I'm telling you, my, my father laughed at him. He's like, are you sure? Because once she's yours, I will not take her back. I'm taking her back. Yes. <laughs> he said yes, and that was it. That is so amazing. And I know that he was happy to give yeah. his little girl to a man who would take care of her. He, it was bittersweet because my dad, he had the ugly face. He had the stank face the whole yeah. ceremony. He really did. So it was bittersweet. So. Yeah, it was interesting, but I am thankful. I am thankful. Yeah. I have had men in my life that, that love me, aside from... So I say that to say this, there's hope. There is hope. There is there's hope. hope. There mm-hmm. is hope. But the first thing we have to do is get out of our own way. Right. We have to get out of our own way, and we have to allow the help and the change that is needed to come through us. It is help, and you can be happy, and you can be free. You don't have to live in a life 
where you're just feeling like you're defeated all the time. You're feeling like you're broken, disgusted all the time. There is hope and you can yes. be happy again. We're not saying you're not ever going to have problems because as long as you're living, you're going to have problems. Exactly. But you can pick your battles. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be in an abusive relationship. If you're addicted to drugs, alcoholic, I mean, anything like that, you can choose to come out of that thing. Yep. Yep. It's and just succeed. Yes. And not only come out, but you can succeed. You can change your entire life around. And I'm telling you, two months, three months, four months, whatever, totally different person, totally different circumstances. Yeah. And your life can be changed 100%. Because you have two people here that can attest to that. Absolutely. And all it takes is two to agree. So, um, Listen, come on. That's whoever right. this is for, whoever this is for, um, Keisha's here. Yes. Her. How can people reach you? Yes, they can reach me. You can go to my website at www.fearless and I'm sorry, www.freeandfearless.net. There you can view me and my biography, everything. There's a contact form there where you can contact me. Or you can just go to Facebook or Instagram. Instagram, I am Keisha Bowling, and Facebook, Keisha Bowling. So either way, I want you to contact me. You do not have to do this thing alone. You can contact me, and we can get started on a brand new life path. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Awesome. So thank you so much. You are like, I'm your new stalker. So I'm listening to know that <laughs> in a good way. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, in so, a good way. Yes. We'll definitely be in touch. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I You're mean, welcome. you have me bring up feelings and thoughts and things that I haven't acknowledged in a long time. Yes. Yeah. But isn't I, it but isn't it therapeutic though? You're like, yeah. Wow. Oh, listen, wow. when I'm done, I am so free. I'm going to be floating away from my little studio area. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's amazing. It's time to get some froyo. Yes. Um, see, <laughs> with your amazing husband. Right. Oh, he gonna stay home. He don't I'm like. Home. Okay. 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 I'm you, with. You, I don't want to drive me. Uh -uh. You get me some regular ice cream. I don't bring me no frozen yogurt. Give me ice cream. Listen, I have to be in the mood. Yeah. Really? Mood. Yeah. For ice cream? Yeah. I, but you know what my new addiction? Mm-mm. My new addiction is the mini Klondike bars. Ah. So they have like different flavors. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, girl. My, my new addiction right now is the mint um, Oreos. Oh, my Ooh, goodness. The thin ones? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thin Oreos. Ah, listen, you, when we get off of this thing, we, we're going <laughs> to have to go walking just just from talking about right. this stuff i'm telling you yes yeah, so i'm excited i'm excited you and i got to talk i'm excited that we got to talk about feeling yeah. i'm excited we got to talk to everybody all your viewers and your listeners and they're going to be able to say you know what it's time for me to come out of there out of this mm -hmm. it is time for me to pull down deep inside of me and find that courageous person that i am and get myself together absolutely and you know what, what will, what I can do is even guarantee that they 
will say that because this won't be our last time talking. I'm, I'm declaring, Amen. I am decreeing. That's right. It is so. We will be back together again because if we don't get y'all with this conversation, we're going to get you with the next. That's right. And 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 it's not just going to be podcast. We're going to be on a stage somewhere together. You watch, I Amen. tell you. We and we speak in that thing. Our mission is common. Both of us, it's common ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to go out there and we're going to snatch these people back and say, yeah. listen, we got you. Come on, let's go. It's time to move forward. So mm -hmm. you and I, it's, it's going to happen this year. I believe it. Yeah. So y'all have been put on notice. That's right. <laughs> we're coming to get you. We are coming and you're going <laughs> to love it. You're going to love it. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you for being on the Courageous Coaching thank Podcast. Thank you so very much for having me. I am so honored on this show. I honor you, sis. I really do. Thank you so much. You as well. Thank you, my dear. You have a great rest of your evening. You as well. We'll talk soon. Will do. All right. Let us know what is on your mind. Until we meet again, be courageous.